0: Da, 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 da. what's going on ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to your friday night 5 p.m pacific standard time your place for the unfiltered experience where we bring you content guests engagement designed to move your confidence and your mindset and your perspectives forward so you can have an unstoppable amazing life i'm christopher Rocher, no excuses coach and i'm joined tonight as always by
1: scott goyette and it's a pleasure to be here
0: christopher It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, we always enjoy our Friday nights and having a good time and having conversations, usually with guests, or sometimes we actually do one-on-one shows. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special episode for you, much like the episode we did a few weeks ago where Scott interviewed me. Tonight, it's about getting to know Scott. And that's one of the cool things we were thinking about in doing the show. We were actually on show number 93, Scott, for this particular iteration. So we're on show number, episode number 93 of The Unfiltered Experience. And as many of you guys know, we did the um Friday Night Live show for quite some time during the beginning of COVID and so we love and enjoy doing this but we're often always talking to other people about what's going on of course Scott and I interject our our, our opinions and everything else but we want you guys to get to know us a little bit better have a deeper connection with us so feel free to ask us any questions but tonight the Spotlight is on Mr Goyette uh, much like we had uh, the conversation about myself recently which thank you very much Scott for asking so many amazing great questions there's a little sound bites in there I'm going to be taking out and making nice. videos of that um, but tonight the focus is on you, and so I want to start off actually asking you the same question that we've been asking our guests for so so long during this period of the pandemic and everything else. What has Scott Goyette learned about himself and about the world over during this pandemic of the last couple of years and the political uncertainty and everything else that's been going on in our lives? What has changed for you most about yourself and your view of the world?
1: You know, one thing, and then you know, you know this well as I do. It's awesome. To be a coach because we're there to support so many others. But this is one of those times where there was a lot of alone time spent. Not by choice all the time. It was oftentimes because you're you're by yourself. There's there's nowhere to go. You can't go out. You can't do anything. You're sitting there and you're in your in your own mind. And I have this illusion that I love that. I'm always thinking, oh, I love it. I love to sit here and do all the self work, and I do. But I feel like we might have had more time than we wanted. I like to allot the time. I've got an hour to meditate and do this. Not. I got six hours to go. What the hell is going on in my brain? Right. So I would say for me, I started to look at, you know, the the things that we're constantly talking about those people that keep showing up that archetype, that person, like what is it that I can't stand about other people? Why are they showing up? What lesson am i missing is that lesson going to turn from a little tap into a full freight train that knocks me over and kills me. And some of those I was able to intercept at a tap. Some were getting a little more aggressive in their attack. But I feel like I did a really good job, to be honest with you, while I was getting bombarded with lessons by receiving the lesson, processes and feeling and then saying, why did I get triggered? Why did I get upset? And what do I need to learn from it? And Chris, I am every day. I I called you about one the other day when we were talking about the goal of now integration. Yep. There's there's so many lessons that I'm sitting there. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. And just up leveling because. While I'm serving others, I'm really concentrating on that self-love, the the inner work, and not just saying I've got an hour or 15 minutes to meditate, but integrating that 24-7. And so I think that the pandemic really forced me to say, maybe there's some times you got to take five hours or a day to really figure out what the hell's going on. And so it gave me the um, opportunity to take the time to work on me, and I freaking loved it. And, And I hope other people are doing the same thing and not being bombarded because you have a choice the pandemic I can say the pandemic is crushing me or the pandemic is giving me the opportunity to grow and either one of those can be true so I'm gonna go with plan B
0: (laughs) (laughs) it did it really did I mean we went from I mean me personally I was in corporate in November of 2019 then I left and then I was in there going through that identity crisis of deciding who I was after leaving corporate and not realizing how much of my identity was wrapped up into who I was in that position for over 26 years. And then ultimately making that decision to do the coaching and the speaking and everything full time. And then March 20th hits and it's pandemic time. And you're like, okay, I went from being outside of the house so much and then to being inside the house and then trapped with my mother-in-law and my son and my wife. And it was just like craziness. But I want you to, to, to tell the story of how you and I became connected because I started off doing a little bit. I started off doing the Friday night show differently. But let's talk about I just because people ask me that all the time. Like, how did you, Scott, yeah. come to know each other? And I'm I'm always fuzzy on how it originally started. I know kind of how it started. But do you remember how we how we actually met and how we started doing this?
1: Here's my perspective. And you can tell me if this matches with your perspective, because everybody always has a story. And then the person's like, that's not how it went. Yeah. So the fact the fact is we were definitely in the same uh, speakers network and we were working with somebody who was doing their best to be an amazing person and build out this network, but had some, you know, flaws that were, you know, just insurmountable for us to continue to deal with. But it's, you know, like all of us, somebody who's doing their best. So we were blessed to be part of that organization. And and you know me from the beginning, I'm the person who's always like, let's fix this, let's heal this, let's look to the bottom of it, let's look within. (laughs) So while you and other people are going, what the hell's wrong with this guy? I'm like, well, just maybe he's having a bad day. Maybe we can work with him, let's explore. And you were kind of always coming back on no i'm pretty sure he's an idiot and i'm like no <laughs> no no and so we were trying to work through those things and so i think it started where i called you and said hey let's jump on a live or do a show or how can i help you and it was one of these like we don't even know each other that well and we're on the same network so i was just calling people the network saying what's your deal what's up you know what are you all about checked out your show loved it it was cool and and your comment was this guy's putting me to sleep, and I don't know if I can hang out with him. It i remember so that. annoying. Yeah, so. But
0: you That's were cool. honest
1: about it. You said that I bored the hell out of you, so that was nice.
0: What was it? I mean, well, not in that direct time. I just remember listening to you because uh Shane was sitting there saying, like, "Go listen to the other, <clears throat> the other shows on the network, you know, and, and let's all band together." And you know, I was trying to help him, like, "Okay, let's have you know host meetings, let's try to promote each other, and all that other stuff." And when I went to go listen to the other shows, no offense to the other shows, I was like, "Okay." Eh, 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 and then I listened to you, and I liked your content, but your voice was like okay and go love now we're going to be talking about the awakening with you I was just like oh my God this guy's going to put me to sleep because you were just your 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 voice was so mellow and so deep and baritone I was like man but um you know it was it was intriguing to me because it was stuff that I was never exposed to so it was very intriguing and that's what people love about us now is the fact that we say the same thing but we come at it from different aspects which I love and I've had a blast doing it and we become best friends I mean doing this and having conversations all the time I want to kind of dig back into earlier, Scott. I mean, everybody knows Scott who you are today, and I know a little bit of your background. But talk to us. How were you as a ten-year-old boy? What was life like as for Scott? And what were some of your aspirations when you were a kid?
1: Well, I was five foot five, I uh, believe, rooped. if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> i was already giant. I weighed seven pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was I by ten? So you know, we always have these these moments where there's these big shifts. So that's right about fifth grade. So I'll give you a heads up. Everything for me was about competition. Everything. Why and was think that? It, yeah, I think I think if you go back to the truth and you know doing some of the inner work and all that, is I think that I just wanted to make sure I wasn't my dad, because whether it's unintentional or intentional, the reasons don't matter. When your mom's saying, you know, you know that was something your father would do, that could be like your father, you know, without there's no good or bad to the reason why they're doing it. They're just making sure you're not going to become that person. Well, in my head, I'm like, well, shit, at all costs. The last thing I want to do is become that person. And so you know you'''re you're, you're, you're kind of afraid because you're thinking, you know, I'm fifty percent this, fifty percent this, plus whatever I spoon on top and create my own Sunday, you know, I'm like, if this person did all these things or is this lazy or can't just be there to be a dad or whatever, holy shit, am I gonna become that? So everything for me was I'm gonna I'm gonna crush you, I'm gonna beat you, I'm gonna win, I'm not gonna lose. And so I couldn't do anything without, you know, I just, I had to win everything. And so sports was a great outlet for that. Um, You know, school is a good secondary outlet because getting good grades always helps you. But I would just do it just to beat the kid next to me. You know, oh, you got a 99-year vocabulary test? I got 100 just to beat him. Not even like because I wanted the grade. It was literally always a contest. And so we're always talking about the only true competition should be within. What can I do to be the best me possible? So it should have been. I want to have a solid vocabulary. I want to be good at math so I can solve problems. Nope. It was just to beat the person next to me. And I'm glad that happens to be because I think there's a fallout because of that. Because everything has to be a challenge, everything has to be a problem. I'm always saying now that it's so important to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. Well, shit. I mean, if you're competing on every level, we have friends or people we know are saying, fight, fight, fight. You know, I said that guy would have been good friends with me as a kid. That's what I meant. So, you know exactly who I'm talking about, and I think I think that's a character flaw that we see as a strength, and it's literally a defense mechanism. So my competitive nature, you could say, oh, that's how you're gonna become a winner. No, it's a character flaw hiding all my my fear. And that's exactly what that other person is doing, whether they'll admit it or not, it's a thousand percent. And that's why we would have got along then, and that's why I've joked and said, I wish we could have hung up then, Because I bet we could have evolved to a different place if you had somebody next to it saying, why, why, why now that defense mechanism is a perceived strength. So not a good or a bad person, just a person with a lot of good defense mechanisms in the moment to give you the illusion that I'm strong, used humor, used competition, sports. And I was just a scared little kid who didn't want to become like his father hiding underneath it all.
0: So. Mm. I love that you that you share that because so many people, so many of us, have that experience. Like we grow up and we're 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 still trying to discover our identity. We've talked about it here on the show so many times. Like that conditioning process that happens between zero and five, and what we do with our identity, how we take our beliefs and our feelings and that become our actions. There also ultimately comes a point in our life where things change. So for you and being in that competitive environment, not wanting to be like your dad. What was that moment for you where you started to recognize like the competition and being the best over everybody else isn't what the answer is? When was that for you? Maybe it was a, a downtime. Maybe it was a horrible experience. What was that for you where you kind of started to have that shift?
1: Literally when I when I created Go Love Now. It was literally like I was 39 years old. So, I mean, I brought that into graduate school. I mean, I, I ended up, I mean, I can honestly tell you, if it's me and you in the finals you're gonna lose like and that's not on you that's on anybody like that right. was my behavior if it's down to two i'm gonna study you like crazy find your weakness and crush you and that's what i did with everything in life up to graduate school find a way to get a graduate assistantship when there were none left find a way to get a scholarship on top of that find a way to get the job find a way to get the sale and one day and i I've told you this before i was sitting there and it's, it's nighttime and I was having trouble sleeping because there was, there was no alignment to my why. Everything was what I'm told I'm supposed to do. Make more money, you know, have the right girl, have a beautiful family, have a nice house, get a second house, have vacations. Everything that you see that's external, which is bullshit because there's no internal validation. And I'm not sharing my brilliance. I'm sharing my ability to manipulate as a salesperson. That's just trash. Now, am I good at it? Sure. But what could I do to shift that? So what happened was I'm sitting there one day I took Ambien and I wake up the next morning, going back to my sales job to sell telecommunication services and make a bunch of money. And I wake up and it says, golovenow.com. I bought the domain name. I created the listen, observe, voice, and empathize acronym. It was written out and fear, forgive, eliminate, accept, and rise up be resilient was all written out with a bunch of notes. Like, it's almost like somebody had been sitting next next to me upstairs like taking notes for me i don't do that at night like i don't do that wow because i don't AM, remember-
0: so so you, so you just had like a blackout session where you just started brainstorming
1: i don't remember any of it but it was, it was so again we talk about going into that theta stage i was asleep but awake in theta literally able to put stuff down so all my connection to source is saying this is what you need to be working on so the first thing i do is i go how can I make a bunch of money off of this? How can I, so I start <laughs> that shit? Bottom line is I realize I feel really empty and I'm like, if this came from source, I got to figure out something with it. So without boring you with all the details from then till now, I've still fought myself where I'm like, you got to do this, you got to do this. And I keep trying to drive where now has to go. But you've heard me explain more recently, align the how, the why, align the why, the house shows up now i just sit here i go i have this content source how do you want me to share it and every time i free up space i get a group of students from another country somebody says can you come do this camp somebody says can you teach this class Chris, it happens so organically it's insane so the competition was always this where's the brilliance that's been given to me from source How do I bring it out and how do I connect and share it with the world? And then I won't be as statistic from, you know, top five regrets of the dying like we always talk about. And it's it took me that long. And I'm so glad I awakened because I could have been a competitive jerk who might be fun to hang out with whatever, but is deeply unhappy. And just not. It's funny because you were saying that, like, my voice was not and boring. You know what that was when you first met, met me? It was me just channeling and just connecting where normally, if you knew me 15 years ago, you would have loved listening to me because I was the life of the party. I knew the time and I'm going to make the jokes. I'm going to do all the stuff. Everyone knows. So I've seen that. Yeah. You've seen that side too. But, But my point is I can be that too, but I was more concerned about making sure the message is perfect and flowing. And so now I'm trying to combine the two, but that's what you were seeing because dude, it's like, we can go through this whole life. So easy, just following the direction of those outside validations and miss the whole thing. Remember Ferris Bueller, like, what is he like, mm. it can just pass you by, like, don't yep. let it happen. So mm. there's my long-winded answer. Enjoy that.
0: Yep. That's all right. We got all sorts of time. Uh, here. Yeah. yeah, this is all about getting to know you and everything else. So when you thought about, so of now was how long ago when you first originated it? So Four it was, years? I was saying I'm, I'm so bad
1: with time somewhere between right. 10 and 15 years. 10 or 15 years? Yeah. But so it was you, one so of those moments that just in telecom came out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. So when you think about Go Love now and you think about your journey since you started it and thinking about all the different stuff in the in the world. And I've been a partner with you in the coaching programs and how you talk about there's two lenses that we can look through life through the, the lens of love and the lens of fear. In that 10 years, how has your perspective about love changed or has it shifted? And what is really your definition of love?
1: Yeah, and I'd go with the, the Greek, you know, definition of agape, unconditional love. I think it's the essence of everything and how we live. So it's the core of what we are. When we think of consciousness, we think of consciousness, God, source, creator. That was supposedly here before anything else, and that spawns our existence. I only, I honestly think of love as the fertilizer to that spawning. So you've got consciousness and you've got God, source, creator, just being. Well, what am I? What is it? What am I going to create? It's almost like love was sprinkled in and I don't even know where that came from. And in that, the creation of I want to create, I want to exist, I want to experience. And I think that's where we come from. It's like love is that glue. Love is that seed. Love is all that we are. And so when we think of it as something, you know, you've got agape, eros, all the ones that that are defined by the Greeks. But, you know, I would have heard love as a kid and I would have thought, Oh, it's uh, the way a parent feels about a kid or the way I will feel about a girl, you know, sexually. And then I will, it was something that I couldn't define. And I'll tell you this, one of the things when we first started doing the Goal of Now program is they have these things called word clouds. And I'd write the word love and every single kid would enter the first word that came to mind when you say love. The craziest response is Chris, we have a 1000 kids in a school, you're gonna have 20 something right family you know, 30-something, right, boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, another group, right, trust. Then it gets dark real fast. You think that it's going to be nice. It's going to say, like, uh, rape, hurt, pain, like, messed up stuff. And the whole thing starts populating. And then it makes me realize something, which was an amazing lesson for me, is I come in and I tell everybody in the group, I love you. So there's a chunk that go, hmm. And then there's a bunch that go, ooh. And I say that because you know when we sit here and we use a word that's so um, opaque, it's not very transparent. It's like, I wanna say everyone thinks it's agape unconditional love, hell no. Right. That's evolved 51 year old Scott, go to 10 year old Scott, maybe he doesn't feel that. And I'm sharing that because my definition versus what the masses are seeing is much different. And that's why I think I'm supposed to be taking this program so that we can redefine the word love and get people to turn up, listen, observe, voice, and empathize. And connect to the universe in a way that they feel that unconditional love and it's not a negative thing
0: mm, nice i love that and so what you're saying is like you know the, the the factor of love is when is when we're cognizant and we're aware around to look for it and to seek it out is a verse is verse to seeing the the anger and the hatred that comes from, as a respect of of not having love in our life
1: yeah and or distortion you know like like distortion, somebody yeah. comes in and they says i only hit you because i love you or i only did that because i love you and so it, it's taking a word and applying a word to you know poor actions or or maybe that's what someone said to them. But the point is, I think the quicker that we take old school definitions to anything and we create new definitions, we're going to create this new world. Because right now, you know, somebody might say the word trust means, well, you can trust me, but not like always mm-hmm. like we start like justifying stuff. We need to take words like loyalty and friend and family and love. And they need to become very transparent. And the way we can do that, and we know the answer to this question, is to look closely at ourselves and admit who we are. Right. We're somebody who's got shadows. We've got potential to do things that aren't perfect. That potential is the infinite potential from source. When we highlight the fact that Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, the show, oh, I, that that. I could be something. No, I mean, like, if so, to that point, I could be my dad. Instead of saying I'm mad at her, hate her, whatever, go, hmm, look at that. This was an opportunity or a choice or a potential for me but i'm going to make the choice that that ends now in my lineage and i'm going to even if it's hard i'm going to make the choice to move past that so i didn't want to say better fortunate enough to see that i do not any longer want to be that and so the world's waking up and i think love is that catalyst and the more we start to isolate our shadows and share light spread light on them i think we're going to start to say so I could be a lot of things that are less than what I want to be, but I'm making the choice to do blank and lean into that without without hiding from potential truth that we could be something that's not always exactly
0: what we want to be. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and what I think about when you talk about that, Scott, is so we have so many similarities in our lives about that. Like people like, I remember when I reunited with my sister, she asked me, my sister, for those of you guys that have been watching the show, my sister uh, and I became disconnected when she was 16, I was nine. She went to go live with her, her biological father and left me with my mom. And I didn't see her until I was in my mid-30s back in 2005. I can't like you. I'm bad at math. I'm bad at day me too. Yeah. But during that, re, re, during that reunification, she said, baby brother, she goes, how did you not turn out like mom? Because my mom's batshit crazy and psychological issues and all sorts of different things fired from every job, horrible people skills. Brilliant as the day is long, literally like super brilliant and I said you know what I chose Maria I said I chose not to be like mom on purpose I said I've done every single thing in my life studied successful people read autobiographies asked people questions even before I did interviewing and stuff like this like what makes a person happy what are your daily rituals how can I not turn out like my mom because I was deathly afraid of like turning out to be exactly like her and I was seeing that I was doing that I was exhibiting a lot of her same personality traits and I still do to this day I have to like really tone it down sometimes I call it inside voice versus outside voice like sometimes my immediate reaction inside is like i right, call out street chris i'm like okay chris you can't respond with that you have to run it through some filters you got to run it through some some of your education and your learning to be able to, to to articulate myself in such a different way but as i've shared with you over the course of covid i've had you know a couple of hundred conversations um with people oh, my lips switching um uh thinking about my sister i guess i don't know um having these conversations with people and in these coaching calls and asking people just recognizing like hearing this whisper like ask them if they love themselves yes or no and so i would just say point blank just like this i would say do you love yourself yes or no and i thought it was a stupid question but i started finding out that people really struggle with loving themselves or loving themselves unconditionally and through that conversation finding out they still held resentment and anger and hatred towards people in their past for quote-unquote wronging them and so i think about my journey and and how i was able to to look at my mom differently as I'm writing this book. Now, what are, what are your thoughts on that? People watching this right now, they struggle to love themselves. They have anger or resentment towards their parents or towards somebody who wronged them in their past. You know, your situation with your father, how do we sit there and and, and reconnect with ourselves and, and establish that love within ourselves and to have more empathy and forgiveness for those people that potentially wronged us? Because ultimately I look at it this way, I'm the person I am today because I grew up in that particular environment because I've done the inner work and have changed myself. But what, what has it been for you and, and how do you coach people through that?
1: I, I, you know, I've been doing this like crazy. And I think the, the first thing that we've got to do is define what our ultimate belief or ultimate truth is. And I, you know, I always try to make things simple because we make things way too complex. Yeah. Call it God, universe, creator, whatever. If there's one consciousness that's about to expand to create this universe. So it's here right now, everything created has to be that because if this is God, if this is universe creator and it creates, It's all that exists. So anything it creates has to be created from itself, from oneself. So that right there, when I sit and I say, holy shit. So let me say it. I am creator. I am a perspective point of source, of God, of universe. I am a part of that. That feels crazy to me. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, then why do I make so many mistakes? (laughs) And what's what's wrong with me? Right. And that goes to the answer. Everybody is perfect at source. We are infinitely divine. Now, if the infinitely divine just continued on as the infinitely divine, there's no contrast. So here we are with the opportunity to create what we want. So we have that shadow that I could be a murderer. I could be a bad person or whatever bad even means. I could just drink all day, or drew drugs all day. Or I could say, wait a second, starting to recognize more and more my divinity and my brilliance how can i share that so i'm going to highlight my possibilities the duality of this existence says i could be that but i could be this and all i know is i get a really nice feeling which i would define as that love dancing inside of me when i help somebody when i'm in service to somebody when i connect with somebody Um, it just feels right it's the best drug on the planet so you know I think that when people make these choices and they have these negative emotions of course we want to escape of course we want to go do you know drugs do alcohol do all these things so if you want to start in the self-love process it's literally simple this the most simple way to start the process is say if source is all there was god universe creator whatever your belief system is it had to create you from self and so if you are it how can you not love yourself Because you are infinitely divine, it doesn't even logically make sense. Now, from there, what do we have to do? And we talk about this all day. 10% of my conscious mind is going, Okay, I'm ready for the journey. I love myself. Then the 90% of programming going, You're not enough, Scott. You're a pain in the ass. You're a troublemaker. You're a bad student. You do this, you do this. All the crap that some person said at one time is cataloged, chatting in my ear. So, this is where we've got to do the work the inner work is taking this 90 percent and reprogramming deprogramming recalling so here i am in the 10 percent saying i'm ready and i'm ready to clean this up so i can recognize my divinity and share my brilliance now it literally is that simple now is it that easy that's <laughs> the laugh that's what we have to all laugh but it is that simple so the more times you explain the simplicity of it then when you start failing, you can come back and go, okay, this is the reality. I'm a perspective point of fractal of God of source creator. I'm bigger and better than this. I will not fail. I love myself. I'm going to share my brilliance period. So you're going to get knocked down and kicked and you're going to get up because you're divine It's that simple, mm. not that, that. easy, it. not <laughs> that easy,
0: but- no, I mean, that's what we say. That's what we talk about in the show It's like, you know, sit there and say, oh, but Chris Scott, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, but yeah, mm-hmm. but when you look back on our life, Anything that was hard or challenging, as we look in retrospect, we're thankful. We should be thankful for those experiences because we learned those lessons and we're able to become the people that we are today. So if it were easy, everybody would do it. So we have to face and have our perspective shift just a little bit to say, okay, when I'm in this challenging state, which I'm in a current challenging state, as we know, trying to release control and surrender and and, and let things happen as they normally should do, as opposed to being like so predictable and having that certainty and that safety and that everything else. We have to sit there and we have to we have to step back and sit there and say, okay, yes, it's going to be challenging. But on the other side of it, will I be stronger? Will I be able to help other people go through similar experiences, like you said, and be able to regift that experience so that maybe somebody else doesn't have to experience that? And when I think about love, I think, you know, I was thinking in my brain, like different questions I could ask you about love. But ultimately, for me, I was like, you know, what is like what is like real love? Real love for me was when Jackson came along and, and everybody knows that my son was adopted from birth and I was scared shitless going through the adoption process, like thinking, am I going to like this kid? I researched dads who adopted kids and some dads were like, I hate to say this, but I don't like my kid. You know, there's nothing like me. Da, da, da. And so I was scared shitless. But over the years, I mean, obviously immediately, pretty quick, I fell in love with him. And hit the unconditional love, like wanting to do anything for him and knowing that you're a dad to a beautiful young lady who is now driving a vehicle. And when mm-hmm. you think about your journey of being a dad, going from Scott Goyette, who was, competitive and in sales and, and trying to impress everybody and not be like his dad. Then all of a sudden to becoming a father, what was that transition like and how did that reshape your perspective of love at that time?
1: You actually just made me realize when I created Golo now, it was actually right at Kayla. It was all the same time. No, you, you know what? You just, it, it's weird how my brain, like, I'm not just preaching be in the present moment. I yeah. mean it. I'll be like, if you said, when did we meet three years ago, two years ago, a year and a, Five, like I mm-hmm. I don't even know. I don't care. I'm here with you now. It doesn't right. matter, you know yeah. what I mean? But it was it was right around the time of when Kayla was being born that the universe right. started connecting to me. Because the second dude, so the best medicine, whether it's plant medicine, whether it's prayer, whether it's an awakening, whether it's a new child coming, starts working before the occurrence of taking the medicine that even happens. So the minute I found out that Kim was pregnant. I instantly looked in the garage and said, I'm selling the motorcycles. I instantly said, do I really want to keep going out and partying and doing ecstasy and going to clubs? And I instantly said no. Now, I probably did it a few more times before I fully quit. Yeah. But I knew that there's a new thing being formed. That, yeah, that happened, Um, you know, with the whole thing with Go Love Now, like all these things occurred. And in those occurrences and those awakening you're a hundred percent correct i think that the universe was going this is love you know like what is love i'm like this is love Maybe
0: me. Mm-hmm.
1: but i think that's what was happening i think i think you're right on um i think for us to look in the mirror of our child and, and of course look in the mirror of your sp- of your spouse is a beautiful thing but we all know that's a that's a choice this is a little different this is something that this is part of you like this is beyond your your understanding and so When I knew I was going to look at her I knew it was going to be a mirror of me but even more amazing and it was everything I expected and more and so yeah I think that love was showing up from the universe that conduit to source was the distortions were being removed and that was being presented itself to me via Kayla via the goal of now program via up leveling and awakening and I could see that love in other people it didn't just need to be in Kayla but She was a massive catalyst. I did not need to have a boy. I did not need to have an athlete. I did not need to have all the things that I swore were gonna somehow make me happy. Mm -hmm. I The exact opposite. A very feminine, independent, (laughs) super creator who decides what she wants to do when she wants to do it. And I feel great about that. And I feel beautiful to be able to support her in doing that. I can't even tell you how proud I am of her and if you would have asked me 15, 18 years ago, I would have said he has to have this many touchdowns with this many points in a game. I remember and I that. Even and and it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Thank you, universe. You know me better than I do because you want
0: me. <laughs> you. Well, that was part of my question is because and you shared it on the show. Like you know, you had his name picked out. You had everything, jersey number. You were like, okay, he's going to be this. He's going to so it was going to be like almost an extension of you, almost like. To, and sometimes, I mean, as parents, we know that we sometimes do that. We want for our kids what we didn't have for ourselves. So sometimes we become overzealous in trying to create that. How much different of a person do you think you would be right now if you did have that boy?
1: I, I, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's. I don't know if I told you this the other day. It was really funny. Um, this this guy comes into the gym and he's super athletic, looking black dude. He's like my height, and he looks like he probably played college basketball. He, I think he did. He was playing with us. He's a great player. And we're sitting down talking to each other. And he has this strange look in his face. I'm like, what's been up, man? Like, what's going on? Like, I just met him. He goes, oh, I'm about to have my first kid. I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm really nervous. And I'm like, so I asked him this story. I'm like, boy or girl? He goes, and he goes like, girl. But he said it kind of like, and I'm like, are you excited? And he goes, yeah, I am. And I go, that's cool. I go, you wanted a boy too, didn't you? And so we started talking. Dude, same story, same story. He's like, he's going to be an athlete. He's going to be this. And he was literally like, I'm going to, I'm going to push him hard. He's like, something happened. he's like, I know the universe is doing this for me. And I told him my story. He goes, dude, he's like, high five. He's like, that felt so good. He's like, I know this is what I need. I go, bro. I go, trust me. When, when our kids come, they are here to be our greatest teachers. They are so exactly what we need. They are our greatest teachers. And you saw him leave the court. He was like, Mm -hmm. okay, now I feel good. Cause yeah. I had It was Tanner Henry. My grandfather's name was Henry. We grew up in Peabody. The sports team was the Peabody Tanners. So it was going to be Tanner Henry. His nickname was going to be Tank because he was going to be really strong. I was going to make sure of it. I mean, everything was picked out. Number 12, like I had the whole thing picked out. And I am so glad, to your point, that that didn't happen. It couldn't have happened. The universe was already speaking to me, but I couldn't have been this person with that I, I would, I would not be a person that, that can love themselves as much as I do without her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's been a It changes the whole game. I mean, I said all along during my adult life, I really don't want to be a parent. And I even told Barb that when we first started dating, we dated for like three months and she's like, what do you think about kids? And I would think I was 30, I was 32 at the time she was 22 and I was like, um, yeah, not so much. You know, I had a shitty childhood. My mom had a shitty childhood, you know, I'm kind of digging my life right now. I don't have to answer to anybody. I mean, I still had to kind of take care of my mom um but for me I was like yeah I don't know that responsibility I saw what it was doing to my friends all my friends were having kids and like I was just seeing like the sacrifice and and the the heartache and the this and the that and I was like why would I want that that doesn't look like any much fun to me and so we actually broke up for a couple of months and then we got back together and we were just telling the story the other day and she's like she was I'm such a good negotiator I'm like what about one because if somebody was asking us the other day you can have more kids I'm like no I'm fucking old as dirt I'm like I'm not doing that to a kid so I'm giving all my energy to Jackson I'll mentor kids and do all that stuff but um so we, we decided to have the one and then we tried naturally and that didn't work and then we did the IVF and that didn't work and then ultimately like you want to do adoption and I was against it at first I was like I don't want somebody else's kid I, you know their DNA I don't know what they're gonna be like Da 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 and then you know from that from the research that i had done to become a better coach you know doing that child psychology work, trying to figure out what it is that makes us who we are and it starts at that that childhood level but ultimately having Jackson and that journey has changed my life showed me so much unconditional love and so many different amazing moments and, and right now some challenging moments as well when you think about being a dad and now yeah, she's 15, 16, 15 yeah, and a She's going to be
1: sixty in the month.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you think about over those years, what, what transitions have happened in your life that you think about through being a parent that have changed you for the better?
1: So, I mean, you, you're going to go through it all and, and it's beautiful and it's different with every child, but I mean, I'll tell you, like when I, I, I kept falling in love with who she was in the moment. So. At first, you know, she was this, you know, little pretty girl, wanted her hair long. And she's like, I want to, you know, have the wedding someday. And she'd have her dresses and she'd sing for us and dance for us. And I'm like, I can see her, you know, going through life. And I have this vision. And then what does she do? Two minutes later, shatters it and has a new thing. Mm -hmm. And and what I what I just realized is we're creators and we're responding to the moment and creating. So what she showed me was you can you can take what you are right now with the identity that's maybe been plugged into you and then say, I don't want that anymore. Shed your skin and go to the next thing. And I'm watching her do it. I think that she was doing the you know dress thing or whatever because she's watching Disney. Her friends are doing it. And she goes, sure. I don't want that. She's like, one day, never forget this, Chris. She's like five years old. And this is true to her form today. She comes in and she, she Chris, she had the most beautiful blonde hair. So gorgeous. She comes in. I don't even know how the hell she did it. We still don't know. She cut it. Oh right my here. God. Perfect. Because she's five, used a mirror, cut it. It was actually, we took her to like get it fixed and they're like, there's nothing to fix. They're like, <laughs> oh, she wow. did a really good job. And this is the thing, she had a friend who's no longer allowed to hang out with her, not her friend anymore, and she cut sure. her hair too. they <laughs> they're like, well, how long were they alone? They're like, it was only like five minutes. They're like, you can't leave five years or so. Bottom line is where, the bad people in the neighborhood she cuts her hair she does that all there herself now she's in like hair she's in design she's in art she's in cooking but she just loves to create and she does not want to be pigeonholed that this is who I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to look like so she'll change her like her look her outfit she's just constantly I'm almost like is my daughter Lady Gaga like she's just constantly <laughs> doing something different and I have to say it's beautiful to watch because so many of us are, like she'll ask the question like do you like this should I wear this to school and of course you know my comment do you like it do you right. feel comfortable wearing it to school and she goes yes and I go and I like it and she's like you suck she's like can you just give me some like truth and I'm like <laughs> the truth is I want you to be happy and if you like it go wear the shit and she's like doesn't matter what I say yeah yeah but it's beautiful to watch and so that big lesson and everything to watch in that growth process again, dude, they are our biggest teachers. So I don't know what Jackson's lesson of the week now is or will be. But I'm telling you, everything that universe wants us to grow and learn with can be looked at in the eyes of our child. And that's why we need to create the moments and spend the moments. I can learn from her and go be a better coach because of something she inadvertently or inadvertently taught me. And I see it every day. Like, it'd be funny if people said like, Oh, where do you get the wisdom to share and teach and encourage us? this one right here would cut her hair at five and it's
0: what you do what you do the tests and what put you do the tri- trials and tribulations and actually that's a perfect segue for my next question because we know you're your coach and a speaker and i've worked with you in coaching programs and i think you're a dynamic coach what sets you apart from all the other coaches in the industry because now you can't swing a dead cat and i love cats by the way um you can't swing a dead cat anymore without somebody being a coach or a speaker what makes you unique in this space
1: yeah this is actually a. Uh an easy question. And it's uh, one that I've thought long and hard because I'm like, like, I asked the question, like, why should somebody hire me? And Chris, it's a thousand percent relatability, transparency, vulnerability would be the easiest way to explain it. When I sit down with somebody, they're always like, this is not what I expected. And I'm like, is that a good thing? And they go very. And it's because I literally just say, here's the deal. I'm going to say some things to you. They're suggestions, they're tools. I'm going to hold up some mirrors. You might like what you see. You might not. I'll sit with you when you ask me, should I do this? We'll go through some simple math and decide, does this make sense in your life right now? You're the deciding factor. I'm going to sit here and help you pry open that within that you said you want to find, and I'll be here to support you. You'll never hear me say you need to do this ever. And I know other coaches say, oh, we all do that. Uh (laughs) I don't believe them because they come to me and go, this is not the way it's been. So I don't believe them. I think they preach it, and then they start – I mean, we can go to the person we were talking about at the beginning of the show. There's no way in hell that he does not put his opinion on somebody else when he's coaching. There's no way because he does it in every other part of his life. Even when we're in the show and somebody says something, I'm like, all right. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to change your mind. Like, whatever. I don't see that. But here you go. And so I have watched people who again, the integration group, like I told you, we have atheists, we have, you know, um, people practicing Islam, we have Jewish people, we have Christians, and they have very differing perspectives. But they're all elevating in the frequency at the same time. And the way that I'm supporting them, they realize, wow, I can come here for support beyond my identity and my religion, I can come in support of how can I be the best self here and here and now. And that's what I'm bringing to them. an authenticity for you to be your best self in whatever space you want to be in your religion, in your job, in your gender in whatever. I'm just going to support it and I will be very good at getting you to detach, serving you in detachment from that which is holding you back. That is going to happen, period. So, yeah, and, and, I
0: lo- and I love that. And,
1: and, and it's not an ego i would have thought that sounded egotistical years ago like saying that i'm better i'm not better because of anything more than being simpler
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and and that's all it is
0: yeah and being aware i mean you're you're very intentional and one thing i could definitely say about you scott is you're very intentional very passionate you care about people and more above anything else you create a safe space like when we were doing those co- group coaching programs together you set a safe environment um made it comfortable for people to talk and and to express their emotions and feelings and one of the things you do very 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 well is ask very open-ended enlightening questions causing people to think differently about their situation which i which is what i love because when we start asking different questions we get different answers and we're able to kind of open our perspectives and our viewpoints a little bit and i'm sure that's what's happening in this case with, with those individuals they're going to walk away from that that perspective and that that situation and go okay maybe i can look at people differently even if i disagree with them i can sit there and hold them in a different light because we are on that same vibrational plane and we're all trying to rise and elevate each other up to a different standard for the most part I mean some people out there trying to crush us and and drag us down and divide us and all but uh, I believe that more people in this planet are way better than the news and everything else perpetuates so and, and I love that so I have a fun question for you now um live or dead who would you want to have if you could spend one day with anybody superstar family member anybody who would you want to spend one day with and why could be jesus could be your dad could be yeah it, the I only be? thing about this
1: one is i feel yeah. like like uh, whenever we move past this existence somebody's going to be pissed off at me <laughs> 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 so, um, who,
0: like, i thought I've, I've had that question asked me i'm like i yeah. would love to sit down with elvis i'd love to sit down with jesus i'd love to sit down with my mom again there's all different things it just depends on what's going on i'm just curious for you so so, I, so here,
1: here's here's the thing i'm going to just go through a few potentials and tell why i'm not going to pick those so my grandfather I'd love to go see him again, but we had great closure. Like, like there's like, uh, he's already here. There's not, there's nothing I'm going, what would you say? Like my grandmother, the same thing, just beautiful relationships. So most of the people have passed that I was close to. So then I'd have to go to somebody like, who's like a, a brilliant being. And I know everyone wants to go to the obvious, go to the Jesus, go to whatever. I'm not an obvious guy. I would go to my uncle. And the reason I would go to him is he passed of cancer and he was a very clear super smart person he was um when i, I was a sophomore in college when he died and we were going to go to so he had a really good friend who was one of the um directors of the the law school at georgetown university and he owned two condos in washington dc wow he's like as soon as you finish school he was going to quit working for the state department He worked for the state department spoke eight languages fluently We were going to go to law school together and then start a law firm. We were going to do something to do with like environment or something. We want to save the planet together. And he's like, you're the only one I really get in the family. He's like, our minds are always like, what's next? How can we solve this? So I was really looking forward to him being a mentor. And I think he liked that. I thought different than other people. So he'd always be like, well, what do you think? And I'd say something. He's like, I haven't thought of that. And his wisdom, I just saw a lot of opportunity there. So, I'd like to go ask him towards the end. All this weird shit happened, and suddenly, like, the condos were gone, and someone else took them from the will. Like, weird shit happened where all these things that he had disappeared. And I don't know who's telling the truth about what or what happened. I got his Rolex, and I wear it all the time, you know, and I think it makes me think it's time. It's funny, like, time passes, whatever, it's perfect. Yeah. But I want to talk to him because I feel like he had some deeper wisdom about how this world works, not just from a smart space, but he was during the Cold War in Russia. He was in Japan during, you know, like he's been in all the places. He was definitely some kind of spy. He worked for the State Department, but he was in the craziest places where no one else could get in with diplomatic immunity. So I wanted to know what he knows. I wanted to take the perspectives because he's seen some shit. And I want to know that shit so I can dude like the same reason i take the shaman training or all these different trainings to become a reiki master because i want to know it just so i can help more he has a lot of knowledge that i really wanted that would apply to be think of we knew what's really going in the minds of you know a lot of russians right now solving problems in ukraine like think of all this what he knows yeah. and that's what i want i want somebody who can help me be a solution provider today and i feel like he could do that so Beautiful, beautiful.
0: Scott Goyette, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Unfiltered Experience. <laughs> it's so fun to be, to be interviewing each other, but uh, no, it's fun. I mean, I, I got to learn more about you today as I was thinking like, what questions could I ask him that I'm like really curious about just to get to know you better as your friend um, and uh, just appreciate your vulnerability and your your awareness and everything. So my last question before we wrap up is what's next for Scott Goyette? What's going on in the next 12 months? What are, what are your next things that you're going to be doing with Go Love Now? you with your coaching, you're traveling, you're speaking, what's going on for you?
1: You know, that's a really interesting question. And the answer is going to be pretty predictable Um, because my why is in such total alignment, which is what I coach people on doing things are coming to me left and right. So everything I preach, I'm like, get into that alignment. You're going to be a beacon of light and the universe is going to create the how of sharing your brilliance. So every time I come up with a great idea and I say, I'm going to automate my program, I'm going to do more, something else falls in my lap. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to stay in alignment. I'm going to respond to the universe as it plugs in new ways for me to share my brilliance. And hopefully, if people would like to be part of the coaching, I'm still going to do that, I think, unless the universe pulls the rug out on that. But so far, um, that seems to be part of what the universe wants me to do because it keeps plugging more people in. So that's what awesome, I'm doing, awesome, man.
0: awesome. So everybody, you guys can get a hold of you listening on the podcast. I've got up on the screen. You can connect with Scott on Instagram at Scott Goyette official. So go check him out on Instagram. Of course, you can go to www.golovenow.com and check out the program there. And of course, everything all Scott Goyette related, go to scottgoyette.com. Connect with him. Go check him out. He's an amazing individual. Talk with him. Have deep conversations with him. I appreciate you, brother. I love you the bottom of my heart. You know, we have met in person a couple of times. There's a lot more great stuff happening between us and the impact that we're going to continue having on the world with the show and everything else we're doing. So I appreciate you. I know you got to run and go do some things tonight. Any final words before we wrap? I love you. I love you,
1: <laughs> I love you and I love all of the people here by my definition of agape love. I just want to see all the beauty in the universe in you. So that's what I got for you. Thank you, brother.
0: And one last thing, ladies and gentlemen, go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Go there, check it out, become a part of the Facebook community. It's continuing to grow and expand. And of course, check us out on podcasts. You can go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, just type in the Unfiltered experience and you'll find it immediately. It's the only one out there. We appreciate and love you guys. We'll be back here next week, Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your place for the Unfiltered experience. Myself, Christopher Roush, and of course, Mr. Scott Goyette. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. Have a great evening. Have a great weekend and stay unstoppable.